Water is fundamental to human development, from drinking water and sanitation to agriculture and more. You listen to Water Stories, a podcast series where you will learn everything about securing water, energy, and food security for all of us. Hello everyone, I am Juan Carlos Giraldo and welcome to Water Stories, the episode number six. Today we will talk and discuss with my guests about an exciting project developed in India called Bangalore Urban Metabolism Project, BUMP. Well, to get more in the context, Bangalore is the capital of the largest city of the Indian state of Karnataka, making the third most populous city and the fifth most populous urban agglomeration in India and is located in the south of the country. Today, to discuss this interesting topic about Bangalore Urban Metabolism Project, BUMP, my guest is Vishal Mehta. Vishal is an environmental scientist with more than 15 years of experience in water resources research, forest conservation, and sustainable development. He's based in Davis, California, and he works in the Stockholm Environment Institute. Hello, Vishal. How are you? I'm good, Jesse. Thanks very much. Uh, happy to have you. Vishal, I would like to start this conversation. What is Bangalore Urban Metabolism Project, and how are you involved in this exciting project? Thanks, Jesse. This is very dear to me because I grew up in Bangalore, so it's my hometown, and it has grown very rapidly since I was a child there. It's close to 13 million people now. When I was in high school, it was four and a half million. When I was born, it was like two million. So this is a city that I've seen rapidly changing me and my old friends, my family. And with those changes, as you know, come many, many challenges. Increased traffic, reduced quality of services. So my friends and project partners and I came up with the idea of the Bangalore or Bengaluru Urban Metabolism Project. Basically, the idea is that when we talk about urban sustainability, you know how, JC, the word sustainability is such a loose word. And uh, so what are, what are some approaches we can use to concretize this idea of sustainability? And we came up with the idea of using this lens or framework of urban metabolism, that is treating cities as living entities, all living beings use and need energy, water, resources to maintain themselves, to grow. And in the process, they also generate waste. So it's a very comprehensive framework that acknowledges the interconnectedness of water, energy, all kinds of other resources. And we came together to try to understand these various flows and stocks in the city. Wow, that's very interesting. You know, in fact, I did a, a little bit of research about this area and uh, have almost 14 million of people living there. As I mentioned before, Vishal, urban agglomeration and population is growing in India, and you were the, one of the witnesses of that. And even more in this region, which also represents a challenge in Bangalore because it affects scarcity of water and other natural resources. What is your opinion on what did Bangalore Urban Metabolism Project BUMP found during the process. Thanks, JC. We've been working since 2011 in three different cycles. In 2011 and 12, we be began a focus on water. In that time, we developed various tools to help us in 
this research. And one of the tools is that we treat cities as tightly coupled social ecological systems. By that, I mean that we build computer models that you know are not just about natural systems or not just about human systems, but they show the interplay and feedback between how people use water, where the water comes from, what happens to groundwater resources, what happens to surface water, wastewater, and so on. So that's one of the tools. Then we also put together data sets from publicly available data sets from the municipality and so on. And we created a geo portal, like a website where you can look at different types of data. In that time, we also uh, did a household survey with my project partners, Indian Institute of Management. Uh, we also built online models where you can change certain levers and see how with increasing population, how much of surface water we'll use, how much of groundwater we will use. And we also did uh, participatory planning workshops with some of the main stakeholders in the city. The last round, it was funded by Cities Alliance. We worked with uh, my friends at the Indian Institute of Science and the Indian Institute of Management. And we did a pretty uh, seminal study, uh, the first of its kind in any Indian city. We mapped out the groundwater levels across the city for two years, focused on groundwater basically, and, and learned many, many interesting things which are published and published online. Well, and now the groundwater, is, you know, is, is so important. We will talk later about that. Vichal, you mentioned the word cities are living entities, which is kind of constantly changing, adapting to new environments. Something that caught my attention in BUMP. Can you elaborate a little bit what exactly means cities like a living entities? Yes, it's just an idea that tries to uh, emphasize that um, we humans and nature are not separate, both philosophically as well as really, realistically speaking. We impact uh, nature and nature impacts us every day, every single moment. And this should not be forgotten because I think most of the problems we have in the world today are, are by thinking that we can do whatever we want and that you know growth is limitless and so on. So basically that's the idea. I don't know. I mean, I didn't specifically answer to your question earlier about what are some of the learnings. There are so many. But, uh, you know, on the demand side, for example, we learned that because uh, no Indian city gets 24-7 water supply, Bangalore uses as many as 18 different ways in which uh, households secure water across the city. That is just, that is just astonishing, if you think about it, Jesse. Because, like, uh, I, I'm not sure, where are you based? I am in Boston, so. In Boston, right? So you get water probably from a single utility. Mm -hmm. In Davis here, we get uh, water 24-7 from a single utility. So you know many things. You know uh, different households, different neighborhoods, how much water is consumed, how much you pay for water. You know a whole lot. Correct. But imagine when you don't have that and you use 18 different ways to secure water across the city. So challenging. Yeah. And on the other hand, on the supply side and the resource side, uh, until we did our uh, groundwater level work and the groundwater modeling that followed, we had no idea exactly across the city uh, uh, where the groundwater was, like how deep it was and why. We have shown how in droughts, uh, water levels go down in different parts of the city. And I'll share a, a URL that people can go to where you can access all of this in maps and animations. You know, but there was a, a very wet year that followed towards the end of our sampling and water levels actually recovered. So what we are doing is providing evidence-based, uh, you know, we're providing the evidence to inform policy, which did not exist before. People just say that groundwater levels are falling all over, but it, that's not true. It is falling in many places, but in some places it's rising, and we describe why that's happening. 
Michelle, for example, to get this information, the technology plays an essential role, right? In this planning in, in BUMP. What tools are you using? Like, uh, for example, in Stockholm Environment Institute, it's very well known, the WIP, right? That we talked the, the last episode. Yes. What is the technology? I did a little bit of research and you have, for example, Geoportal, uh, social science tools, online scenarios, you know, etc. Can you elaborate a little bit about what tools help to, to develop this project? Definitely. Like you said, we, we put up data in a transparent ma manner using maps uh, that anybody can access on the net. We also actually, when it came to the computer modeling part, you know, a model is only as good as the information that goes into it. So we had to do this two years of uh, groundwater level monitoring and rainfall monitoring and all kinds of other land use monitoring, collect together databases on population, uh, population density, etc. And then we... Only then could we build a credible model, and we didn't use WEEP for this particular aspect of it. We used, uh, we actually developed our own model with other project partners. Uh, Satkumar, who had headed it, he was with the Indian Institute of Science at the time. We built it using open source software. We have a hope of converting this also into an online application someday with, uh, you know, some support. So we used a very wide variety of tools in trying to achieve our objective yeah that's that's interesting because allow for example in online scenario show uh, show us the water demand water supply private groundwater supply and so on so which yes. means it's like a very very important tool right and so that actually is actually two tools there one is the online scenario explorer it uses a very simple very very simple weep model of the city And the other one I mentioned, the open source groundwater model is very detailed and uh, uh, that was built using an open source uh, software called R. And if you go into the uh, you know presentations tab or pr publications tab of uh, the website we created for this mm -hmm. uh, bump, there's a link to the paper that describes the, that computer model. Oh, that's great. Michelle, you know, I am involved in, in ESG. You know, our listener ESG, and you know, as you know, is environmental, social, and governance. And yes. One of the main goals in these metrics is to focus on long-term programs, you know, and work hand-in-hand hand with government agencies. What agencies are involved in the Bangalore Urban Met Metabolism Project? That's a very good question. Our connection to government agencies, first of all, the utility that supplies water is the BWSSB, the Bangalore Water Supply and Sewerage Board, Bengaluru Water Supply and Sewerage Board, and then there's the BBMP, which is the municipality. And our connections there, since we are uh, you know, based uh, internationally, our connections to the government are through our project partners. So namely, Indian Institute of Science, Indian Institute of uh, Management, At the Indian Institute of Science, I should mention Dr. Muddushekar, who's a well-respected, uh, phenomenal groundwater hydrologist at the Indian Institute of Science. Dr. Deepak Mulgan is PI from the Indian Institute of Management side, and I'm the overall PI of BUMP, the principal investigator, that is. So it was through their connections to government that we were able to make that connection. But I have to say that on the ESG side, you ask a very good question because there are two limitations of working this way. One is that, you know, the funding um, determines how much continuity we can maintain in doing this research. And there needs to be a better funding model for bringing about these alliances 
that are international and long term that would support this project and actually turn it into from Bangalore uh, Urban Metabolism Project to Bangalore Urban Metabolism Program, you know, a long-term program. I see. The other issue is that um, there is no real framework for uh, established framework for bringing together civil society and government. It mostly happens fairly ad hoc and there really needs to be governance framework that could bring this about. I hope this multi-institution task, you know, can bring together and, you know, in pro to to have this project, you know, evolve every day. Michel, is there anything that you would like to add? It's very, very exciting. You know, I am no hydrologist, I am no scientist, but I did my research about the webpage. And it's very, very interesting. You know, and India is, is facing problems as a climate change and, you know, groundwater, etc. Anything that you would like to add? Yes, sure. I mean, just a little bit, I guess. Uh, one is that you can, uh, and you've done this, JC, is go to bangalore.urbanmetabolism.asia online. Um, you can access all of the information that we've uh, talked about and much more. Mm -hmm. The second is to just realize some important facts is that India is the largest user of groundwater, surface water, total water in the entire world. And uh, its cities have been growing fast for a very long time and continue to do so. So we are going to see more and more and more of these problems uh, unless we can find some systematic solution to land use change and development and start uh, treating exurban areas and uh, as uh, attractive places and make them attractive places to, to live and work and not have to come into far-flung cities, uh, increasing the density there. That's true. Well, Vishal, I would like to say thank you for your time. I hope the listeners enjoy this conversation. And I, I want to say that the Bangalore Urban Metabolism Project is very, very interesting and very challenging. And, you know, I'm learning a lot about that. Vishal, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Jesse. It was my pleasure, like I said, since I grew up there and, you know, it's still my home. Thank you so much, Michal. And thank you so much, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next episode.